Good morning, everybody. Uh, again, if this is your first time with us, so welcome to you. My name is Joe. I'm one of the pastors here at Genesis. And you might be thinking, what the heck are these people doing? Playing Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran on a Sunday morning. Well, we're wrapping up our series we do every June in summer called Summer Jams. And this is an opportunity to play a, a hit, a hit from a decade um, that the reality is, even if you listen to Christian music every day of your life, that's all you listen to, you're going to be at the store, you're going to be out and about, and you're going to hear a song like Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits. And I have proof of that. Because Carmel and I were at the bowling alley yesterday, and we're walking out, and Bad Habits was playing as we were walking out. And so what we want is for you to hear the gospel in that song, and think of this message this morning when you do hear that song, when you're out and about, because it's inevitable. Bad Habits, released in 2021, I mean, this was one of the biggest hits of the year, top number two in the Billboard's top 100, and it is a hit that will be in circulation for some time. And this song teaches us something. Uh, the lyrics show us uh, bad habits take control. Bad habits lead, and they lead to bad things. Uh, take a look at some of these lyrics. Every time you come around, I know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control. Why do we let bad habits take control? Well, there's, there's a reward to it. There's something we get out of them. There's motivation there. And this is this line in the song, I can feel the paradise before my world implodes. Think about that. Implode. It collapses. It's destroyed. Yet, we want that paradise. We want that little taste of paradise. And that's how habits form and get to the point they take control of us. Because we want that, that little piece, that reward, that prize. And then the bad habits lead Late nights, ending alone. Oh, that's not good. Swearing this would be the last time, but it probably won't. My bad habits lead to wide eyes staring into space. And I know I'll lose control of the things that I say. Yeah, I was looking for a way out, but now I can't escape. You know, Ed Sheeran's lines in this song, I, I, I can't help thinking about the monkey. Okay, um, the monkey is one of the freest of animals. He's elusive. He can, he can jump, leap, swing from tree to tree. Like, what, what's freer than that? Yet, you can capture a monkey very easily if you are so inclined. It's a little life hack for you all this morning. If you want to catch a monkey, here's what you do. So if you simply find a hole in the ground, like a little anthill or something, something the monkey could fit his arm into, and then just find something the monkey wants, which isn't too hard, maybe a piece of fruit, something shiny, 
let's use a banana for the sake of this illustration. So if you take some bananas, lead it up to the hole, and then drop a banana in the hole, the monkey will find the bananas, and he'll start picking them up, smell the one in the hole, and he'll get his arm down there, and he'll grab the banana with his big monkey fist, and he can't get out. Because here's the bad habit of the monkey. He will never let go of his prize, of his reward. It won't even dawn on him that here this free animal swinging from tree to tree is now not free at all because he just won't let go. The monkey's effort to control, to get what he wants, takes away his control because he just won't let go of his prize, of his reward. And our habits can have the same effect on us. Our habits control us, so we need to control our habits. Because habits are not inherently bad, um, hab- but habits do take control. Um, they're designed that way. This points to the intentional and beautiful way God made us. You know, we, we, give, we give computers way too much credit because our, our brains are the most advanced and complex computer in the world. And, and God made us this way. And see, so habits form and even control us in this way of like a cruise control, right? I can have these things like the route I take to work or just brushing my teeth in the morning, having my coffee, doing these everyday things actually get into the subconscious of my brain, right? So I'm not using this conscious like brain power that I'm limited in. I I can save that for just processing things on the fly, making more room to process. So it actually makes us really efficient to have habits and to have these going throughout the day. But see, when they're bad habits, that's where the issues can begin. Where this is good for good habits, it is bad for bad habits. I mean, um, these things just become automatic. Like, I have the habit of using my hands a lot uh, when, when I talk. But, but this helps me. It helps me remember things and think of the flow of stuff. And uh, even today, like, I'm wearing my contacts, but I'll find myself, I'll go like this. Like, if I feel something on my nose, because I'm so used to wearing my glasses, I'll, like, push it up. And I'm like, I don't have glasses. Why am I doing that? But this is the automation, right? This is automatic in us from habits. Now, you may not think you have control, but I want to start with a, a little foundation on this where you, you do have control. Um, this could be a bad habit of ours of just like, well, Jesus, take the steering wheel. Like, like you have control. I don't want, you know, I don't want to do, do this or deal with this. But, I mean, that could be a bad habit of avoidance because the reality is we do have control. But yet, here's where the gospel comes in. Because as I'm in the world away from God, I, I have control because I, I still have free will. But my free will is to choose this bad thing or that bad thing. 
And now you, you may think like, well, no, but I mean, you know, I, I could do, you know, someone without Jesus in their life can do a good thing. But what is that good thing? It's for their pleasure. It's for their selfishness. They're gaining something from it. They'll donate to the school so their kid gets in, right? They'll do this thing for their glory so they get the reward from it. But now with Jesus's life, death, and resurrection, and now that we get to receive the Holy Spirit, what transforms us, what now enters into our new life is that we get to choose holy habits. So today we're going to talk about these holy habits, and we're going to be in Colossians 3. And so uh, if you have your Bibles, you can open there, Colossians 3, verses 1 through 17. Um, you can also follow us along in version. You can hit the More tab, uh, select events, hit Genesis Church, and follow us along in there. Uh, but before we get into this this morning, let's pray. Uh, Holy Father, uh, we just thank you for this morning, Lord. Um, we pray that you prepare our hearts this morning to hear from your word, your truth, and what you are calling us to, Father. We give this time to you. In Jesus' great name, amen. Now here in Colossians, uh, Paul is writing to uh, the churches in the city of Colossae, and, and what uh, he is saying is very, um, it's very concise in this. And I'm going to encourage you guys to, to read Colossians this week. I mean, it's four chapters. Uh, you can do it. Uh, and, it. and so to set this up a little bit in chapter three, it's really interesting because if you just read this, you'd be like, oh, look, it's just the do's and don'ts. Like do this, don't do that. It's just more rules and law. And um, well, I, I want you to know that Coming into this, in chapter 2, Paul has already spoken on your freedom, the freedom in Christ, and that we're not bound to these rules and laws, and actually not to do them in this where, oh, look at this is my effort. Look what I did. Look at my self-control that I accomplished this. But he's now going into who we are in chapter 3. So it's not do something, it's be something. And so as we get into Colossians 3, verse 1, it starts with, since you have been raised to new life with Christ. And so I want, as we go through this, really look at the language here. So since you have been raised, this is, this is done. It's finished. This is who you are. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, now here's the action, right? Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you had died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. 
worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it does not matter if you are a Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. He lives in all of us. Hmm. He gets the glory. But we now get holy habits. Because habits lead. I mean, this is what Jesus shows us in his life. He says, follow me. I'll show you the way. He leads us. And holy habits will lead to holy character. All of this is working together in really this basic psychology. And I want to show you guys this here. And it's this, that your thoughts will become your words, and your words will become your actions, and your actions will become your habits, and your habits will become your character. And so I love this in Colossians 3. It's right there. And so with your thoughts, well, Colossians 3, 2, right here says, think. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. So fix your minds on God and the things you can't see, but you know are true. The things to, be, to come, these things not on earth. And then words. Well, verse 8 talks of slander, dirty language, lying. Well, these are words, right? We, let's be mindful of our words. Okay. And now actions. Verse 5, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Now is the time to get rid of See, these are actions. This is you, right? Actions get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Well, okay, we know what not to do, but now what to do? And so these holy habits are continued as we keep reading in Colossians 3. These are verses 12 through 16. So this is what Paul is calling us replace replace with these habits. So notice these. Since God, here it is again, this, this finished work, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must, since you must, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. 
I'm going to say it again. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all his, its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives you. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Why? Why are we to do all this? Well, it goes into the character. This is Colossians 3.10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Become like him. To have my character reflect the character of God. Why is this so important? Well, because as a follower of God, as a Christian, you are commissioned. You are commissioned to go out and share the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and baptize others in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is our mission. Yet, if I don't have good character, no one's going to listen to me. And more than that, if I'm reflecting bad character and talking of this holy God, things aren't going to add up. Yet, I'm called to image God to this world, to be a representative of his. This was the covenant with Israel back in Exodus. This was the, the, the agreement, right? The contract. It was, it was God telling Moses to tell Israel, I will make a great nation out of you. I will be with you. We will have a relationship and you will reflect me to the rest of the world. You will be priests and prophets, okay? Priests talk to God on behalf of the people. Prophets talk to people on behalf of God. And so we're called to do this, right? This is this new covenant we are in. How do we do this? By receiving the Holy Spirit. And now we have the strength. Now we have the ability to do so because only something holy in us can cause us to reflect something holy to the rest of this world. And this is what we're called to do. But we still have a choice, right? Because now, with the Holy Spirit in me, I have this choice every morning. I can go to this bad habit or I can repent and go into God's will. What does he want me to do? Oh, focus on him. Focus my thoughts. Focus my words, being thankful. Thanksgiving always, praying without ceasing. 
into my actions now, which now over time have become my habits. They become my nature. They become who I am, not just what I do. And now I have that character that when people sit there, I go, oh, man, I can trust. I can trust that person. That person's safe to talk to. That person, I'm going to listen when they talk. This is why holy habits are so important, because they lead to holy character. And now, what about um, the reward part, right? Because here's just the reality of life. Everything we do, every cycle ends in a reward. We're not going to do anything if there's no motivation, right? And so this is another way our brains are wired. There's a pleasure sensor, center in our brain, right? It's what releases dopamine. That's the, oh, this feels good, okay? This is where all, all my habits form, right? I, I do this where I'm like, oh, wow, this is efficient. I like this. Okay, this is good, or, or this, this just feels good. Yes, I like this. And that's actually why habits are so hard to break, because now you have a chemical release in there. It's just trigger, And now it's like, oh, okay. And gets abused where, oh, give me more, more, more of that. And that's where these habits like drugs, alcohol, nicotine, these things are incredibly hard to break. But yet, when you think of this reward, in verse 4, and when Christ who is in your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. Now that's talking about a to come, right? When Jesus returns to this earth, right? And as he came as a baby, his second coming's going to be as king. And so as he comes, we get to be part of that, share in all of his glory. But that's a right now, too, right? This is why I fix my thoughts on the things of God, knowing that, well, I, I will inherit the whole world and everything in it, and not this world, but the world to come. Like, what? Like, God, that's your promise? Well, how, how can I be greedy? What, what can this world possibly offer when your offer is the whole world and everything in it? Your offer is to share in all of your glory. Revelation 3, to be co-heirs on your throne. We are united and we share in that? Your good work, your victory, your glory? I get to share in this? Yeah. And so, well, that's a pretty good reward. That's a pretty good thing to fix my mind to. And I want you to catch this. Do you see how when our thoughts are there, the rest just comes in to play? We're now all of a sudden, oh, wow, I'm just doing this because it's who I am. I'm not doing something. I'm being something. I'm being a child of God. I'm reflecting him to the world around me. And now, well, the lying, well, that reward's not very rewarding because now I'm not reflecting God. And how, how, why would I do that? 
And that starts these habits, which then over time grow to be my character. It's who I am. And I naturally do it. And why I naturally do it is because it is good. Because, see, it's better than any reward from anything else on this world. It, it, it's worth so much more. It's a way better return on investment instead of this temporary paradise that then soon implodes my life. Not just affecting me, but affecting the people around me. So the reward is great. And as we get to share in his glory forever, we get to share in his glory right now. That's that we are representatives, we are ambassadors of God to this fallen world. And we get to image an invisible God to this world. You know, Colossians 2, Paul says that. Christ in everything. There's no greater thing than Jesus because he was the visible image of the invisible God. But Jesus said, one is coming greater than I, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And now as we receive the Holy Spirit, we become that visible image of the invisible God, reflecting his character to others. That's why that's so important. That's why you must. But again, this isn't a do, this is a be. Because an apple tree produces apples, right? An apple tree doesn't produce oranges or bananas. And so as someone who houses God inside of me, his Holy Spirit in me, well, how can I not? but then reflect that. But where this comes, back to the thoughts as I fix my mind on the thing, things of God. And now, but this is it though. It's, it's letting go of the banana, right? Because we're holding on to these habits and we just won't let go because no, but it's too good though. But, but the cigarettes are too good. The alcohol is too good. But this, this system I have put in place over the last 10, 20, 30 years. Ah, okay, not the best, but it's comfortable. It's working for me, I think. How do I break it? Yeah, the reward sounds great. But again, though, this thing just has a hold on me. That's where the faith comes in, the trust. Let go of the banana knowing something's greater on the other side. And it's freedom. What Paul's talking about in the verses before in chapter 2. This freedom where, no, no, you are free in Christ. You don't have to do anything. You get to. You get to do this. And it's just about starting. Because here's the reality I'm going to share this morning where God, God is faithful in our failures. So this isn't shaming session this morning. Like, we all have bad habits. I have bad habits. But here's what this looks like. Because here's a reality. I look back to me in my 20s, and that's a different person. You know what I'm saying? It's like it just started. Like, I had a mouth like a sailor. I let the expletives fly, right? It made jokes funnier. People liked me more. Like I was a more dynamic speaker because I can drop those words. But it just, 
wasn't worth it to me. And over time, that was one of the first things to drop, that, that just the foul language. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can make that change, and, it, and it's worth it because I want to reflect God. Those temptations, you know, it, it's becoming these habits by intentionally knowing, like, what, what is actually coming out of that? And what do I look like doing that to others when my mission is to reflect God to them? So it's where that girl would walk down the street yeah, that girl, wearing that thing, and my neck would break this way, I, it, I would make it break that way. And over time, it just would go. It's a habit that I'm intentional of, but I can do because of the strength of the Holy Spirit. And then the cigarettes, the alcohol, the parties became less and less appealing. That reward left me sick with a headache and just in awe. And again, as I was sharing the gospel more and more, and as people were responding to it more and more, that became this road that led to these habits. And now I'm a pastor. But this is what God has for all of you as we're called to be pastors and priests to everyone, everyone. So I'm going to throw this out here this morning and wrap it up with uh, something that came out of a book called Atomic Habits. This is written by James Clear. And he has something in this book called The Two-Minute Rule. And now the two-minute rule, rule has actually uh, two advantages to it. Because one, it'll just squash procrastinating, like putting stuff off. Because like something in two minutes, like I could do something... Um, that takes two minutes right now, or at least when I get off the phone or out of a meeting, right? I, I can do that. But here's the other thing. It's just two minutes. It's not so overwhelming. So if I break things down to just two minutes, now I can do this. And when I start stacking these two-minute habits, and these are chained together, now it just starts, oh, okay. So as I wake up in the morning to just, man, sit there and be like, I'm going to take two minutes to just be grateful, to have gratitude. Like, man, I have breath in my lungs. The sun is out. Like, this is the day God has made, and he made it for a purpose. And as I do that and have gratitude, you know what's crazy? Especially for me, because uh, I tend to focus on problems. Um, and I get negative, but as I have gratitude, my mood is better. I have a peace, and I remember the promises of God. I remember what he's doing right now in my life and what he has called for me for the day and of my life, the greatest calling I could ever have to reflect him to the world. And all of a sudden, the stinking thinking, right, it starts going into these habits of gratitude, and now things start piling and where I'm like, well, I, I could read a verse, right, this, this morning. And, and as you just start getting, I could journal, like I could write, you know, one sentence and then I could write another and another and another. And as you stack these habits, now you become to change your habits. 
into holy habits. And the beautiful thing about this is in Zechariah 4.10, God says here how Zechariah says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's why don't let the enemy steal anything for you. Again, God's faithful in our failures, but as we just start these little beginnings, God, yeah, See, to pray about everything and pray all day and be grateful. As I'm living this life, now I'm starting to see these changes and the people around me are seeing these holy thoughts become holy words, become holy actions, and become holy habits that lead to holy character. And as I reflect them to this world of not just doing something, but being something, his representative to this world, and trusting that he's doing a good work in me and for me and through me. Those are good. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you so much for your word, for your calling in our life. Father, you love us as we are, as we come to you, Lord. You just love us. As we're enemies of yours, you love us and died for us. Open our minds to your truth, Lord, that you call us to something so much greater, so much bigger than this world could ever offer that you call us to reflect you to this fallen and broken world that doesn't know what they are doing. And so we get to be your representatives. We get to be this mirror of just reflecting your character, not for our glory, but for your glory, God. This purpose that is just so far greater than anything else I could spend my time, my thinking, my words, my habits on, Lord. Thank you for calling us to this holy purpose. In Jesus' great name, amen.